That's powerful. That's something Can I, I could do. Can I share with you what I've been thinking? You're my mom, so I... There we go. <laughs> well, nothing like being accountable in the moment. This was not planned. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. Today's question is, I'm a type 1 mom of three boys. My type 1 11-year-old son is not doing his homework or his chores or anything he has decided is not fun. As a fellow type 1, I really relate to his position. I've tried to help him with strategies to help him find the fun while doing things that typically aren't, but he is holding his ground that homework especially is not fun and he won't do it. I'm increasingly frustrated with his pushback and am falling back into the parenting model I was shown as a child by my type 3 mother, which we lovingly called drill sergeant mode. While eventually I learned to focus and get things done, I do not feel like this is the most supportive way to teach this skill. How can I teach my son that sometimes tasks in life are not fun and we do not want to do them, but we have to get them done anyways? I love that she's identified that she's repeating a pattern that her mother played out to the mother chose to be more commanding directive just taking charge true to her type three nature but you know most likely in a more dysfunctional way to motivate an outcome to get the children to get things done and she's fallen into that pattern and she's seeing it's not working because I'm convinced that children are born in more full awareness of who they are they're I've even said this, as she shared it in her question, is they're holding their ground. Yeah, exactly. They're not responding to dysfunctional parenting methods. Hats they're... off to the kid for holding his ground, but <laughs> yeah. he's got to get his homework done. Right. So we've got a couple of things we're looking at with this question. The, pri- the primary one I want to look at today, and I do want to give her some tips that she might be able to ship this, uh, the primary issue is she's repeating a dysfunctional pattern that was basically modeled to her. And I want you to just take a moment and think about, because this will be the practice of the week, so let's get into that even right on the front end of the podcast, is what pattern are you repeating that actually was modeled to you by a parent that's not working? And it's dysfunctional and it's stressful. It causes you stress, it's causing the child stress, and it's actually not working. Maybe it worked for your parent in an unhealthy way. It was more of a shaming tactic, you know, or fear-based, driven approach. Well, she says, while I eventually learned to focus and get things done, she doesn't feel like it's a supportive way to to teach her. her. So she obviously there's something that's still meant to be learned. Maybe that's why this son's showing up to say, Mom, there's a better way to do this. So she can learn for herself as a fellow type one. Well, the issue is that your children don't get anything done without that influence. See, that's where the type three mother of the woman who sent in this question was. That became her go-to to say, to get my children to cooperate and to get things done, I've got to do this. Versus my child's motivated on their own to be cooperative and get things done because of their own motives without me having to play this part to push them forward, to get them to do things. So that will exhaust any parent in 
that practice of I've got to get my children to do things. It's up to me to get my children to get this done. At this point, it's drill sergeant mode. You're barking orders. You're getting firm. And it's exhausting, like you said, for any type of parent. Yeah. The boy is like, (laughs) that's not working. I'm not doing my homework. Now, the thing she I don't know if he said to her it's not fun I'm not doing it or if she's just concluded that and a tip for this mom that I think might help this shift is activities in and of themselves some are just fun in and of themselves by the quality of the activity yeah a type one brings their nature of making things light and more spontaneous that we call playful, they bring that to the experience. They bring their energy to the quality of making it more fun. Pulling weeds isn't fun in most people's book, but a type one could make it fun by the nature of who they are. And so is this child being enrolled to learn how to make things that are more mundane, routine, things that have a cause and effect quality to say, you don't do your homework, you don't get good grades, you don't pass school. There is a cause and effect to this. And has he experienced that? Yeah. Or has the mom always had his back and say, we got to get this done and yeah, get it in? Yeah, she's afraid of him failing, that he's not learning through some of life's obvious lessons and, and say, for- well, if you don't do that, this will happen and you won't advance with your peer and group that's to the so next fun. grade. To that doesn't sound so fun. Yeah, to be not... To not be in class with some of your best friends is not very fun. Yeah, right? I mean, so, that's kind of embarrassing that you're the one kid that stays behind because you didn't pass. I think that's a more effective approach fifth to, or sixth grade. to consequences rather than if you don't finish your homework, then you can't go outside and play. If well, you don't I, finish your homework, you can't I'm have a treat. I'm trying to prevent my child from failing, and yet maybe that in the system they're in, the cause and effect is the best teacher. I mean, this is a delicate line because well, you think could you, say... You can have a conversation about what that looks yeah, like rather than sure. saying your consequence if you don't finish your homework is you can't play with your friends. In the real world, if you don't finish your homework, you can still play with your friends, but you cannot, you will not get good grades. You will, you know. And so, you don't advance to the next right. so grade level. Have you, have you had that conversation about the real cause and effect and then say, are you willing to go there? Yeah. <laughs> and experiment and see I had that with yeah. one of our children, with my son Chris, <laughs> where... He made it very clear to us. He was a type two, and he was very, he's a type two secondary four, very private, has always been a very private individual, and he did not like me poking around with his school experience. You know, by his sophomore year, he basically flat out told me, I got this handled. I know what I have to do. It really bothered him if I would talk to him about, are you getting this done? What's happening with Maybe your school? Maybe that's because as a result of him, you never offered to help with my homework. Because there were times like, this would be fun to like get help with my... I mean, not at that stage. I was old enough to do it. But that's funny because, yeah, coming after Chris, you're like, all right, you just do your own thing. Yeah, I was very hands-off then and his scene very much. I mm-hmm. put it in, it's like his deal. It's up to, he's made it real clear. This is his deal. He's going to do it his way. Now, in his senior year... I mean, this is the kid that was the student assistant for dance club. Yeah, he was just swing, <laughs> sliding by those last year. Yeah, in his nature, he was very committed to what he cared about. And there were certain things in school that weren't his passion. He wasn't that interested. He knew what he had to do to get through school and to get it through it in his way. And five weeks before his senior graduation, I got a notice in the mail, we did, John and I got a notice in the mail saying he was failing a class and he might not graduate. And I went to him, this had, this, had not had this conversation in a couple of years, where I just said, I just need to ask you, do you know about this? 
Yeah, I just want to be prepared if you're going to take care of it because I want to be prepared if you end up not graduating. But I didn't try and change it for him. It wasn't like I've got to get him to fix this. It was or in going his to hands. lecture mode that we've talked about. No, before. I didn't he do said, any just of that. Explain I didn't to even me. call the school. He said, "I know what I've got to do. I'm going to graduate." I said, "All right," and he did. Yeah, but great. I really get you know I let him do it his way, and so maybe in this case. You're trying to get the child to do it your way. What's their way of doing their homework? Do they have ideas? Do they Are they just feeling so micromanaged in this case and being told what to do? There's no space for, I don't want to do this because, Mom, you're making it less fun by the way you're even handling this thing. And is there something they have to look forward to that gets to be a byproduct of getting all this done? Mm-hmm. Like, and you having, get all this done, you're going to get to go do this or have this experience. And as a type one, is the homework being approached after, you know, you come home from school? Are you expected to do the homework right then? Or is there an opportunity to... to well, that's where the child can come. Yeah. They're 11. They can to come up with these strategies. Are you trying to come up with all the strategies that your child now feels so oppressed in this situation? Like, I'm not interested in any of this. It's so heavy. You make this so heavy. Anything that's heavy in a child in a type one's world, you disconnect from. You don't want anything to do with. So how are you adding a heaviness and not supporting them and coming up with their own strategies? And you can guide this and then being accountable for yeah. them. So I would get together with the the child and say homework needs to get done. Okay, that's the challenge is homework's not fun. It's not getting done. How can we solve this problem together? Write down your ideas, write down his ideas, and then go through the list together and circle the ideas that you both agree upon. And while you're um, sharing ideas, don't shoot down anyone's idea. Just get them all out on the table. Type ones have brilliant minds. I'd be really curious to see what he'd come up with. Now, the issue at large also was you're repeating a dysfunctional pattern of your parents. Now, this is an easy one to fix. Go back to your own childhood and think of how you felt when your parent was doing this. Well, you're causing the cause and effect of your choices in the current parenting execution of repeating the pattern. You're causing your children to feel the same yucky way you felt. That's not motivating. So go back to your own story as a child and ask yourself, what do I wish my parent would have done that would have been more supportive? That's some of our best ahas is to think of our own childhood and what we wanted is children, and in this case, you're both the same energy type. What if your mother had shown up in your world when you were 11 and said, you know, I realize I'm kind of being the drill sergeant here. I think that's incredibly powerful to admit to a child to say, what I'm doing isn't working. I apologize. This isn't fun for you. I want to come up with a new approach. To accept kind of your own, you know, be self-accountable with your own child. What, what if your mother had come to you and said that? What would you have told her that you would have preferred? What would have motivated you? What would have enrolled you to want to be cooperative and motivated to get things done? We get some really great ahas when we go back to our own story and ask ourselves, what do I wish my parent had done for me? Because that's going to be your parenting tip for yourself. And go, oh, 
That's powerful. That's something Can I could do. Can I share do. with you what I've been thinking? You're my mom, so. I... Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, nothing like being accountable in the moment. This was not planned. Yes, please do. As you shared that. I did I... apologize a lot as a mother. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to, you know, bring up it. I, I think it's a it. dysfunction, but I remember you were, you're type three, you're busy worker, and you had a side, you know, you were working and writing a book, Remembering Wholeness. I remember oftentimes thinking mom's in the basement again on her computer. And I have had that come up with my daughter. You're just texting, Mom. Why do you keep texting? Like, play with me. And just thinking in that moment, like, what would I would want you to say? Put, we didn't have the phones in the back, but, like, maybe shut the computer, turn it off, and turn around and look at me and say, let's be together, just one-on-one. Oh, and here and we as are a, now. I know. Look at that. Face-to-face. <laughs> and I, I the type two, like, coming up with a solution, I would have, like, said, let's schedule some time. Like, what can I expect from, like, maybe when I come home from school, there's that 20 minutes. Now, as a type three with my type three daughter, and she's still young, I don't know if she wants that necessarily planned, but I have actually just in the last week given myself phone time and social media time. And the days when I'm at home, social media is off. And so I'm not, that's my new rule. I am with my kids and I'm not distracted to pick up my phone and scroll through. And so this is just very timely that it's come back together and I'm seeing, okay, that's a pattern that I could have repeated. How did I feel? How do I want my kids to feel? And I'm making better choices. I love that you actually tuned into this on your own and asked yourself, what did I want as a child? What could have my, my mother had done differently that would have supported me and that you're now seeing opportunities to share that with your own children. Good for you. I love that we're improving our family in each generation. It's fabulous. Inspiration is your best friend as a parent. Awareness is your first step in getting that. Awareness of there's an issue here. So in this mom's case, she's aware. I'm repeating a dysfunctional pattern of my mother's. I didn't like it as a kid. I don't like acting this way as a parent, but I don't know what to do. Well, awareness is the first step in being accountable that it's not working and accepting the fact that you'd like to change the pattern. That's when inspiration starts to come in. What else could I do? What are other approaches? You'll be inspired. I've received so much inspiration through the years in behalf of my children and my role as a parent that it's been my greatest tool to turn to. Knowing your child's type then allows that inspiration to get very personalized for your child. And that's what I love. It's like you get intuitive hits and inspired ahas that this is what my child needs now that I understand them better in their nature and how to nurture that nature. So this week's parenting practice is to become aware of the parenting approach that you keep repeating that isn't getting what you want. And those questions, as you kind of walked us through that visualization of going and saying, what would I want as a child? Those are great questions to help reveal that. And then set an intention to come up with something different and inspiration will follow. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. 